The Soul Essence Big Interview. I'm particularly excited to introduce my first guest of 2021 to the show. She's possibly one of my most played artists of 2020. Please give a warm welcome to Angela Johnson. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for that. Now, I wasn't blowing smoke last year. To coin a phrase, the hits just kept on coming. How did you manage to maintain (laughs) such quality control in such a disrupted year? Wow. You know, um, I feel that, you know, I've, I've put in enough work for... To be to be acknowledged or at least remembered, mm. <laughs> to be you know asked to, to be a part of a project, um, you know I, I've put out quite a bit of work and I've worked with a lot of producers and DJs over the years. And uh, this year, you know, I think people came and circled back around and uh, had reached out. But you know, every year I'll, I'll put at least three to five tunes, especially in the house music uh, dance world, where I at least have that, that much uh, uh, amount of uh, music that's out uh, with collaborations and other other folks. But um, I, I've just been blessed, you know, that I, I do have a few people, a handful of uh, producers that definitely come back to me over and over again over the years. And we've developed a great relationship and they know how I work, I know how they work, so it, it really is quite easy for them to just call on me and to just for, for me to step up to the plate and, and do some work. And we kind of t- touched on house music now and we're talking about house music now, but what many of the listeners may not realise is you're actually classically trained as a violinist. Just give us a flavour for those who are maybe learning a bit about you, about where yes. you're from. Yes, well, I actually, um, I have to, to, to say or state that I, I was brought up in the church, in the Baptist church. My upbringing was very, very close-knit to gospel music. Uh, my foundation came from my parents being involved in, in music. You know, I have on both sides of my family, musicians as well as singers. I think they all sing. <laughs> um, so it was kind of inevitable for me to kind of get it from both my parents, uh, this music background. But yes, I, I went to school. I started playing by ear. Uh, at the age of four uh, on piano, listening to my mother and watching her play a little bit as well. And then I graduated to, uh, from, you know, learning a little classical piano, but into violin. I've actually studied first in, uh, firsthand in, in school, in elementary school. And that's why I developed this love for classical music and I wanted to continue on into secondary school or college uh, where I studied classical violin for the first two years of my study and then I graduated from there to to studio production which I really fell in love with because you know I spent most of my time when I was supposed to be practicing on the violin learning scales and pieces I actually was writing music I was writing songs and uh, you know figuring out how to, to kind of create my own you know list of of, of music or songs or ideas and that's when I actually learned or kind of started collaborating with with Christian Yurik, John Christian Yurik of Tortured Soul. We developed this band together, uh, Coolies Hotbox and so I left the studio or, or the uh, classical world to go into the R&B gospel background and and you know develop my skills as a, a singer songwriter and a producer there uh, at the, this school. But yeah I mean it's, it's a long story I'm really trying to give you the reader's digest of it <laughs> but uh in my my last year at state university of new york in purchase with christian we uh left with queen's hot box to uh get a record deal um i don't know if anybody remembers payday records but we were signed there uh for a little while and we put out our, our very first single don't throw my love around which was also on the oh gosh i'm going back very very far back and i can't remember the name but 
the label that actually put it out, we actually gained some popularity when the remix was done on a few of our songs. And we were able to kind of make our name pretty big. We were kind of known as the American version of the brand new heavies. Yeah. You know, it, it was really <laughs> strange, you know, because they were a, a favorite of mine and still are today. Uh, but it, it was a wonderful ride to work with Christian. But um, after that, putting out two records, I decided to, to put out my very first solo project. And that was They Don't Know back, I guess it was in 2004. But yeah, I, I've just been having a wonderful time being a producer, singer, songwriter, and being able to produce music myself, uh, not having to necessarily lean on other folks, but I'm able to do it myself. And uh, I've pretty much established myself as an independent soul artist, as well as a house music artist. When you were making that break and I guess kind of finding your way in the jazz funk world, who were your, I guess, heroes? Who did you look up to and go, yeah, that's what I'm aiming at. I want to be like them. Wow, wow. A lot of folks, a lot of folks. I, I, you know, favorites off the top of my head. I would definitely have to go back to my gospel roots, you know, and that's Aretha Franklin, uh, the Reverend Al Green, um, Mighty, Mighty Clouds of Joy, James Cleveland. But then the soul and funk, that was Rufus and Shaka Khan, Earth, Wind and Fire, James Brown, just so many folks, it, it, they were in stages. And then Michael Jackson, the Jackson Five, Motown, they were huge influences on me uh, growing up. And, you know, becoming an artist myself, I still lean on, on those artists till to this very day. And then, of course, later on, you know, fell in love with the brand new heavies. But I, I just fell in love with the acid jazz scene. When we were coming up mm. with Cooley's Hotbox, I, 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 I developed such a love an affinity for um, British soul. And, you know, when I first heard the brand new heavies, I, they just blew my mind. And this is, I, I thought to myself, this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And, you know, this was me really becoming more fearless of, of being a stage front person. You know, I was cool working with Cooley, Cooley's Hotbox, but um, definitely afraid of being in, in the center <laughs> in full attention of, of the audience. I, I didn't necessarily feel comfortable with that, but I, I felt that I was coming into my own during that period and that was definitely the foundation for me becoming an artist that I am today. And in those days, as you alluded to, you were more in the jazz funk genre and now of course you're doing house music. How did that transition happen then? Yeah, well, you know, through Coolies, I have to, to uh, give them props or Christian props, you know, he helped me or ushered me into doing songs that had a funk soul feel, but they got remixed. Um, and I think the most popular one was What a Surprise on Soul Music or Soul Records, the label out of Glasgow, Scotland. They did remixes on What a Surprise, which was one of the first few releases uh, you know, on the Coolies Hotbox Records. And uh, Frankie Feliciano did this amazing remix. And I think that just blew up and took us on a whole nother level in the house world. And so I guess that was pretty much our very beginnings of, of being recognized as uh, house artists. And I wanted to ask you a little bit about collaboration because obviously Coolies was a blast. You've been having a fruitful time of it recently, but when someone approaches you to work with them, what makes you say yes? Wow, well, being the, the musician that I am and the producer that I am, I'm going to key in on particular elements of a track. I, I wouldn't ask people to just send me a few tracks, open tracks, uh, that aren't so produced or fully produced, but you know, just ideas. And if I hear something that you know I feel like I can write to right away, uh, that's a good sign. And I also feel that if you know this person has a, a great record of, of you know a lot of tracks being put out, releases that are very tasteful. Um, and, and also thinking about the people that they've worked with in the 
past. You know, these are all things that I that come into play when I when I decide if I want to work with them or not. But um, you know, I, I'm very open. I'm, I'm I'm an artist and I am a songwriter and I like the creative process. Nothing has to be spectacular when it's presented to me. It doesn't have to sound a certain way. I, I'm in the developing stage with you. So when we're working together, this is a true collaborative effort. And when you're in the booth in the studio, what does the producer have to do to get the most out of Angela Johnson? I get a few producers listening to the show, you know, with uh-huh. producers and DJs. If they're aspiring yeah. to have you in their studio, what were your keys to success? Well, first and foremost, uh, let me be my creative self. <laughs> yeah. That's really important because you're going to get the best out of me. I'm probably my, um, I, I, I'm very, very critical of, of what I do in the studio, especially vocally. You know, I will do parts over and over again until I hear that it sounds right for, for my voice. So I'm asking for that producer to let me be an integral part of, of the producer par- uh, par- process of, of producing vocals. But, you know, I, I like the idea of being able to record in my own studio. So I also request that I record my own vocals. So if, if they send the track, um, what I would normally tell them um, is that I, I will record a, a demo of the first verse and the first chorus. And I'll send it back over to them. It's a very, it's a scratch, rough, so don't expect anything spectacular. Uh, but if they like the idea and where I'm, the direction I'm taking the song, uh, they'll give me the okay, and then I'll just go and produce the rest of it uh, on my own. But you know, sometimes you know, every now and then I'll, I'll I'll get in the studio with some producers and record the song with them right then and there. But I definitely have to hand on or have a hand in uh, you know what vocals stay and what needs to be thrown out. (laughs) Because, you know, sometimes as a vocalist, if I'm trying to get something done within, you know, in the same day, which I like to break things up if I can, but if it has to be done on the same day, day, my voice gets tired. And so the ad-libs are usually the last thing to put on. And by then I'm like, dude, let me just, let's let's rest for a little bit before I put something down. But normally I like to split things up. At least give me two days to really, you know, get some good stuff out out of me. And one of my reasons to be cheerful about 2020 actually was a track that you did with Opalopa, Mickey Moore and Andy T cut, uh, remixed, which was the cover yes. of the brand new heavy Stay This Way. Yes. What's the story behind that? Well, full circle. I mean, like I told you, the <laughs> yeah. brand new heavies was major influence on, you know, the later stages of becoming an artist. But yes, real people. Uh, Ali came back to me uh, because I've worked with them in the past. He came to me and, and said, look, I got an idea. You know, Peter of Opalopo is going to be uh, doing this song, Stay This Way. And I, I said, are you kidding me? I would be more than happy to, to sing this. Um, I have a lot of respect for India, Davenport and Brandon Heavies. And this was just me, you know, coming right back to, to the very beginnings of, of my, you know, presence as an artist. So, yeah, um, they sent me the track. I fell in love with it. You know, I was a huge Opalopo fan in the beginning. And I, I just thought that, you know, this was a great match for me to, to work with him on this. And so, yeah, they sent the track. Um, I laid down the vocals, sent them what I had at first, and then they wanted to add more embellishments uh, to make it, you know, different from the original, but also remain true to the original because we didn't want to take away from that. So, yeah, you know, I, I added some ahs and some oohs, some bells and whistles, uh, and gave it a little bit of uh, Angela Johnson flavor. And, yeah, they were pretty happy with it. Um, it, it was really easy and quick process. I did what I had to do on my part and uh, Peter did the rest and uh, 
thank you to Ali who, who brought us together. You know, this is something, like I said earlier on, that uh, a lot of producers and DJs and artists come back to me, you know, because we have a good record and we've worked mm. together before. Well, this was one of those idea, uh, deal situations and, uh, you know, just happy that I was able to do it. And I, I just have to shout out, you know, um, Mickey Moore and Andy T. They're another group of people that I tend to work with quite often, but, mm. you know, their background is very musical. Their tracks are very musical, and that's why it's so easy to, to work with them. Uh, the first time I worked with Mickey Moore was he did a remix of one of my songs called Better. And uh, that was our very first time working together, and it, it was just magical. I, I thought that he did so great with the remix of that song. Uh, and then we just you know, started having a, a collaborative uh, working relationship. And um, it's been going very well, and I'm still working with them still to this very day. So it, it's been a blessing, but it's all come a full circle. And, you know, it's becoming like a tight-knit family for me, uh, this, the group of people that I keep coming back to. And thinking about 2021, and I guess you're already busy. That's what I sense from chatting to you. But what can we expect to hear from you in the coming weeks and months? Oh, wow. Well, I, I want to say who I'm working with. But I don't know if they're ready to announce it just yet. Okay. Um, few people from the past, of course. And for myself, I, I'm definitely stepping up my game as a producer in the house world. So definitely expect more from me, not just as a vocalist, but like I said, and as a, an arranger and a producer, I'm looking forward to really, you know, giving giving the, the house music world and the dance world, you know, what I have. There definitely needs to be a female perspective, you know, added to all of this. You know, we have a few of us out there behind the mic, but definitely behind the board and producing. I, I definitely want to, you know, kick the door open a little bit more, you know, with, with a little bit more of a female pers perspective. I think we can definitely use that right now. Well, I think if anyone can, you can. It's been absolutely brilliant to chat with you. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Martin. I appreciate the opportunity. I have a final request for you. I'm going to play your track with Mickey Moore and Andy T. Time next. Would you mind introducing it for me? This is your girl, Angela Johnson, and I am featured on this amazing track by Mickey Moore and Andy T. called Time. No.